Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. This is Strength to Strength, and I want to give a welcome to the ones who are on the call here, um, as well as a welcome to our listeners. It's good to be with you again here. Um, name is Brian Martin, and I have the privilege of moderating or hosting the call here uh, this morning with our brother Anand from Uganda. So Anand, it's good to good to have you here with us. Um, Anand, could could you tell me how I pronounce your last name, or is that your first name? Well, which it's one is my, it? It's my first name. Okay. Yeah. All right. So it's Twijuche. Okay. Yeah. All right. Twijuche. Okay. Thank you. Um, it's a so it's, it's a beautiful name, um, but I think I'll stick with Anand. So thanks for letting me giving us uh, us Westerners, us Americans, uh, a little uh, giving us uh, putting us giving us off the hook there. <laughs> All right. So Anand, good to have you here with us, and looking forward to this time here together with you this morning uh, as you share. And um, as I listened to your testimony here earlier this week, as we know, you know we're back and forth. Uh, I thought of the verse there in First Peter three fifteen that says, um, "When others ask of the hope that of the hope that is within you, that we're to share it with meekness uh, and with fear, and um, and and you have so much hope uh, in your soul in your life it just emanates from you, and uh, you you share it with meekness and that's a blessing. And so thank you for being willing to share your story." And there's many on the call here this morning, and many people were listening to this, and we all have a story. Um, God is at work in all of our lives, and um, and we can share that with others as people ask. And so thank you for being willing to, in this more public way, share your story. And so I'm, I'm, I'm anticipating um, hearing, hearing that here this morning. Before we get started, I would like to read um, some verses here out of Psalms 103. I was just recently listening to this, to this on my Bible, and listening through Psalms, and and um, this 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 Psalm stood out again to me. And um, just want to read a couple of the verses here. Um, he forgives. God forgives all your sin. He heals all your diseases. He redeems your life from the pit. He crowns you with faithful love and compassion. He satisfies you with goodness. Your youth is renewed like the eagle. Yahweh executes acts of righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He reveal, reveals his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. Yahweh is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, and rich in faithful love. He will not always accuse us or be angry forever. He has not dealt with us as our sins deserve, or repaid us according to our offenses. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great. Yeah, it's good to be here. First things first, let me let's take a seat from a soul's mug. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing I was going to say is I've had the privilege of working with Anon here the last couple of months. Um, Anon probably uh, mentioned this, but he owns... And is part owner of a, um, a marketing company there in Uganda, and uh, they do websites and other things. And he and his team have been doing an excellent job 
uh, working with us in building a, a website, a new website for our cafe. We haven't taken it live yet, but we hope in the next in the next couple of weeks. Um, so I, I was able to ship over some some mugs uh, along with some friends that went over. So go ahead, Anand. Uh, yeah, it's good to be here. Uh, glory to God that we have all this technology that you know people from all over the world uh, can meet and you know share our lives and get to know each other. Yeah, it's been Amen. A, bless, a blessing getting to know Bryant and some of the people here on the call that I've either talked to and some connections there. So yeah, it's just a, a blessing for that. Um, I'm, I'm Tujuchi Anan. Uh, currently, uh, I'm a member of the church here in Kampala, followers of the way. So what I do, I help as one of the facilitators at a Christian resource center, just teaching some basic Bible Bible classes to the to the community, and I do that with uh, my brother Jimmy, uh, who has a lot to do in my story and in my journey becoming uh, becoming a Christian. Uh, uh, I desire to serve and to follow the Lord with all of my life. And it's been such a blessing just getting to see it and think about all the things that God has done, all the ways that he has like, you know, worked within my life to, to bring me to where I am and to kind of give me a glimpse to where he wants me, he wants me to be. So here at Antioch, uh, primarily I'm, a, I'm an instructor there, but I also... Uh, volunteer in a, a pro-life kind of organization that we have. It's called His Image Ministries, and uh, we get to just go in the university and just sensitize young men and young women about abortion and, and yeah, and just rendering help to those who are abortion-minded. Just s- serving God in that way, and it's also been a, been a blessing. Uh, additionally. I alternate with my brother Jimmy. We we teach at the uh, a, there's a, a technical school, a, a Vortec. Uh, that it's it's kind of like a project that we have going on where we just uh, they equip young men with the skills. They teach them how to weld so that they can go out and yeah, and earn a living. So uh, I'm blessed also to to participate in that in such a way and and also a non. Um, Brother Jimmy yep. would, have shared, would have shared his testimony here um, mm. uh, on, on this call maybe a year and a half ago. Um, mm. So we, we would, some of us would have, would have uh, gotten introduced to him at that point. And then mm. uh, also you mentioned the, the Votex school there that you, that you work at and, and John mm. Gooch um, runs that. That's, that's actually, I think, um, mm. a, a Votex school under, under Cam, I believe there uh teaching teaching welding and uh he would have shared about that um in the last mm-hmm. six months i think we would have had him come on and share about that botech school which is which is really a fascinating work there so and then you said the antioch um which is an which is which is like a a, a learning center you, you call it the antioch learning center right where you have your bible studies and is that right mm-hmm. next to the college there where you where you yeah, have it, that yeah it is just opposite the biggest university in uganda so okay. yeah, it is, wow. yeah, yeah, it's uh, the, the main university that we have. It's called Makerere University. So 
as well. Sure. I'm, I'm, I'm curious, how many students there? I don't know, but there are many. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah, there are many. There are really many. Because it kind of like collects all members from all parts of Uganda. So okay. come all here to Central. So sure. Mm -hmm. really. mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. so uh, additionally, I run a web design business. Uh, so we help build websites for people clarifying their messages and getting uh, their message out there. Yeah. And so it's kind of like a, a place where I like earning income and supporting myself and my family members. So yeah, that's, that's been really cool. It's now two years old. Yeah. Uh, so we started it two years ago and we've yeah, been just taking it on with some other brothers. We are, I think, about five brothers that are working working in in the business. So, mm -hmm. yep. uh, any, should I go into my story? Yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, so your business is called ThriveX Marketing. Um, if you yeah. want to check that out, so um, mm. you work with you work with anybody, right? Even outside <laughs> of Africa, obviously. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Actually, most all of, almost all of our clients have been international clients. So, okay. so if you want to if you want to work with us, I think brother Brian will kind of give you the link somewhere. Yeah. So sure. Yeah. yeah. Love to do that. Right. Yeah. Just just feel free to yeah to reach out mm -hmm. and person give us some business. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, so I uh, would love to jump jump into my story. Uh, it's been quite quite a ride and there are lots of events that I've, that I've gone through. I grew up in uh, a small a small family in central central Uganda. I, I said I'm Tujishi Anan, I'm a Mnyankode, that is in Western Uganda, but I've spent almost all of my lifetime within the central. And that is... Uh, dominated by the major tribe that's the Baganda yeah so and I've, I've got to spend a lot of time here so that's where we grew, we grew up I never used to go to my home home place so we are a lot there's a lot of like tribalism though not in a very bad way so it's like yeah your tribe that you're in like kind of how you identified and then all these multiple tribes but I'm glad that now I'm a part of uh, Jesus's culture, Jesus's tribe. Yeah, but at first there is that yeah, that, that uh, tribalism. And within within my family, I would say, growing up in the areas, we was doing well. Yeah. Uh, how people define doing well? My my dad was a really successful businessman. He uh, he used to work in one of the biggest shell uh, companies here, like Shell. He was a uh, was working in Shell and. And some other petroleum companies, and because of that, he was able like to provide for whatever we needed, and like that's that's almost what, what you know people would regard as like doing well. And like we had a good house, a very big. Uh, we went to uh, like ha having vehicles and all of this. So that, that, that was like the, the the kind of situation that I, that I grew up. Uh, uh, in regards to faith, my dad was an Anglican while he was growing up. And so me, be, be, when they gave birth to me, I was kind of like in the Anglican church, church by default. I was baptized yeah, as a child, as a baby. I saw, I saw photos. Yeah, that's, that's why I got baptized. And then my mom was a Muslim. So they have a huge, huge Muslim, um, uh, like Muslim background. But when she grew up, she kind of left left that and became and became a Pentecostal. 
so growing up to start like understanding as a four-year-old, five-year-old, a kind of phone. We know my dad had also left the Anglican church. He had become a Pentecostal. So he was very, very much into, into that kind of world. He, he went to one of the biggest churches uh, in, in, yeah, in Kampala. It's called Miracle Center. It's a mega church with thousands and thousands of people. And so he was kind of like a junior pastor in that church. He went to the Bible college and he, uh, he was, had like places of influence. Like it is a big church with multiple departments. Yeah. And so he could handle the uniforms and like organizing people in such and such a way. And so because of that, that made our early life very, very busy. Like he could move around in crusades and going here like overnight. So our life was characterized with like lots of praying and yeah. That kind of life, uh, and be- because of that, I I grew up like knowing that there is God, yeah, that, he, uh, yeah, that He's there, that He's powerful, and which is kind of like almost like the default around here. Like you you grow up in the church, and like you know, yeah, there, there is there is God, and it kind of stops there. So this business, like going to church, praying, spending a lot of time there, so it was very, very busy. Like people coming to our chat, our home, like having prayer meetings there, all of these pastors coming. And That's kind of how we, how we grew up. Uh, but this, this, uh, this life, like, like it didn't last very long uh, when they were, when they're still, when they're still together. Uh, all things started changing. Uh, I remember vividly this time when, when things, Things changed. One time we were there just with my, my young brother, Abbott. Uh, we just saw our mom come with, with a huge, a huge lorry, a, a huge truck. So it had a bunch of guys, a bunch of guys on the, on the truck. They jumped off, they went into the house. And this is when our dad wasn't around. He had gone somewhere, of course, was to work. And then they just started parking everything and loading it onto onto the truck. This is like, we just didn't know what was going on. She hadn't told us what was going on, but to realize she was, like she was leaving, they were separating. They were, they were uh, divorcing and, and parting ways. So we just, just young. I think I was around eight or seven. And then my, my, younger, my, my brother was a bit younger. Like we're just very confused. We didn't know what was, what was going on. But there are many events that led to this. Our family had started having, they had started having lots of, Fights, yeah. My dad got imprisoned, and during that time of his imprisonment, things things kind of disintegrated within, within their relationship. Um, so this led kind of to the climax, and they had they had to to split ways. My dad wasn't even around; he was just called, "Hey, your wife is doing such and such a thing." He just rushed quickly to come and come and intervene, but it was it was really late. So my mom just caught us, and she, uh, we we joined. The truck, and that's how we left. Uh, that, that's that's how they separated. So things things really really disintegrated rapidly from from that moment. Yeah. Uh, like we 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 cherish that kind of life, of course, in that understanding. Like it was basically everything that we needed. Yeah, if we wanted to go somewhere, wanted to do anything, our dad could would have done something. But after that event, things were really really different. My mom kind of dealt with things differently and my dad also dealt with that separation in a different kind kind of way. So the guy that my mom went with, uh, he was, how can I say, like the life of the party, like he was 
uh, like he was a very very good drunkard and like he was uh, his choice of businesses were clubs and and bars and so they could just go drink and come back drunk they are fighting they are abusing each other and of course we were there to witness witness all of that uh, so my mom decided also to follow that kind of lifestyle Before, of course, she was also a part of the Pentecostal, like, you know, she could pray and like, I used to admire my mom in such, in such a way. But now she kind of followed the lifestyle of, uh, of the boyfriend. She also went into the same business. She started clubs. Yeah, she started one, like uh, it was a big club uh, on the other side, the other side of the city. Yeah. And, and, and at times I used, to, I used to like that. Yeah, like when I go, when I'm with my mom, like we kind of do whatever we wanted. Yeah. Uh, playing video games like she she could give us this kind of of, of freedom uh, for, for a child to do, to do whatever they wanted but this came with other uh, this this came with some other not good things for the first time i got to see my mom do things that i never thought i would I would ever see like like seeing my mom like fighting like, like nothing they're always constantly uh, like there's a lot of violence she comes back home she's all entirely bruised and Like this, this was just terrible for us to see. And at the same time period, like we, my mom had just previously given birth to our only sister that we have, yeah? uh, our, our younger sister. And she was, she was really young. And I remember how like she could go in, like, uh, like in, in parties and just leave, leaving me, I think an eight-year-old with, with Natasha, our little sister, like just having to look at her times for nights. Maybe a time would take a couple of days when I'm just they are, they are home alone. And when she could come back, she would come back when she's drunk, like she would talk for the entire night, she would beat you. So it wasn't, it wasn't the best of lifestyle. Mm. Um, yeah, and, and now when I, when I try to kind of get a big picture view of my entire life, I try to see like where the things go wrong. I just would point to, to the time that, that our parents got separated. Of course, yeah, it was... It was kind of really, really hard to uh, to grow up in such a in such a way. And so, how did my dad uh, respond? Yep. Anand, um, so I think sometimes your mic is, is mm. getting maybe behind. I know it's it's mic that hangs down. He might be behind your shirt or something. Mm. And it's a little mm. bit hard to hear uh, you at, at times. So just just mm-hmm. just keep that in mind um, that okay. it that it stays out. There we go. That way, so we can hear hear it better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about now? Yeah, yeah, that's that's really good. I, yeah, I would hate yeah. to I hate to make you hold it because <laughs> you, you like using your hands to talk, and that's great. Um, uh, but, yeah, but we can definitely hear a little better when it's when it's out from your shirt or not wrapped, not under, not behind your shirt. There. Um, so, so this is this is some huge things you're talking about. So, kind of a huge paradigm shift here. So you you know you grew up with a a dad and mom mm. who were part of a mega church there, a Pentecostal church. Mm. So you mm. said so you were seeing lots of prayer meetings, not only yeah. at church, but even in your own home, mm. you know, mm. and so a lot of stuff. So you're, it, 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 so your lives kind of revolved around church. Is that right? That yeah. Would, yeah. So, and, and then, and, and you mentioned your father went to prison. And I think as you told me the other day, it was, it was maybe he was falsely accused within the company. Uh, mm-hmm. of, of taking money and so your your father goes to jail and h- how mm-hmm. long was he in jail he was in jail for one year yeah 
Okay. Yes, yeah, so he was in jail. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. And and so and that's when things started really, you know, going chaotic mm-hmm. for you. Yeah, it was a factor. A yeah, it was a factor. There are some other events that kind of were into into that, mm-hmm. uh, like the beginning of that chaos within the family. But definitely mm-hmm. in that long period of time, because we had when he went into prison, we had to leave Kampala and first go to the village because it was easier to live. In the village, there's a, a low cost of living. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when he came back, things things weren't the same as as they were. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and, yep. and then your 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 mother leaves him, goes mm-hmm. to another man, and mm-hmm. and and you 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 get pulled into this lifestyle of of partying. And of course, mm-hmm. as a young boy, you know you're, um, mm-hmm. you know you're. You're, it, it was fun to be with your mom, as you told us, as you told me the other day, because there was a lot of fun things to do, right? Um, yeah. And you started seeing all the consequences of sin. Um, mm. Your your father moved out to the village, right? To to a low cost mm. living. Which how yeah, far yeah. was that? How far was that between where your where your mother was and where you were kind of living with her and with him back out in in the mm. village? And, and t- tell us a little bit about um, about that and and and. Um, how you dealt with that as, as young, what, seven, eight-year-old children? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's so also to mention, like, I go to first, like, drink uh, drink alcohol when I was with my mom. Uh, so I remember these uh, times when, uh, like, so we could be the ones to go and, like, clean up the club, the, the bar. Let me, let me use mm. it. Clean up the bar, mm-hmm. like, in the morning, and then so that in the evening it would be used. So what, what I used to do, yeah, yeah, growing up, and I go in like, of course, there are lots of leftovers. <laughs> uh, I would go uh, in and mm-hmm. just you can just drink all of this. And at times, remember my mom just she could smell that I, that I've been drinking. At times she wasn't happy, but it wasn't a, much of a big deal. Like it mm-hmm. was expect, expected. And so that's kind of what I did. And yeah, but my dad kind of things didn't go on well with him after after the separation. Uh, and also, I think, putting into consideration him coming back from prison, like his businesses started collapsing. Yeah, mm. uh, yeah he, he could no longer stay in that house that we had. He had built for us a really big house where we were staying, but he sold it off to uh, some, some foreigners and, and bought uh, a relatively cheaper house like in the outskirts of the city, uh, a few kilometers away, and then also bought a huge piece of land in the village. And this is not like the village where we are born, but like a like uh, like a different a different part of the village. So he mm-hmm. just decided to uh, to to resort to to farming. So it's a there's a huge a huge distance. Uh, let me say about uh, seventy kilometers, something like that. I don't know I don't know how that is that is in miles. <laughs> yeah, so, problem. Uh, seventy kilometers. So there was that that difference. And growing up, starting entering our early teens, uh, early teenagers, like my my mom couldn't like look after for us. Uh, her businesses were weren't working very well. She couldn't pay for our school fees. So by default, we had to stay with our dad. Yeah. So of course, like he was a man, he could figure out. Though it wasn't easy for him to pay for our school fees, but we definitely couldn't stay with our mom. And we, we hated staying with with dad. We didn't like staying with dad. He was much more strict, and yeah. Uh, yeah, but but our mom was more. I, I tend to use freestyler. Yeah, 
and and they they, they arose this war between kind of like my dad and my mom always them trying to uh, like when i'm with my mom she tries to give an impression that it is my dad who is the bad guy like he never doesn't like us mm. then of course with my dad he would do the same thing but we tended to believe whatever mom told us and most of us never liked staying with dad yeah. uh, never like yeah being with him like he wasn't as fun as our mom yeah. and so whenever we were with him we like very like, miserable and we always just wanted to run and yeah and go and at times i remember telling telling dad, dad that i want to go and stay with my mom yeah he's like no i can't i can't he's like i can't let you do that i was like but why doesn't mom stop me from coming to you i just want to go yeah? I just want to go and stay with my mom so there was always this this constant yeah? so we go and now start staying in the village with our dad and things right kind of like he wanted us to help him with farming and, and all of this so there was kind of this shift from a life like he was providing everything staying in the city now we are now here in the farm he had bought a huge a huge piece of land there were not many people that we knew uh, like I, I i didn't have that many of the friends like we had left almost everybody that we knew where we used to stay and those those who know me like me being in a place where there are no friends like that is really really miserable <laughs> yeah right yeah. <laughs> yeah and like i i just remember like i was so like just just as a young young guy like finishing my primary yeah uh, around 12 13 yeah like i was sure. always like, miserable and de- depressed but I knew like he he had like he he had no choice but uh, as a child like I would see that my dad maybe he doesn't love me and he's just trying to oppress me so that's that's kind of kind of the way I thought about things yeah so going on going on with time like I had to join high school and starting high school I kind of which is the time when I found some new friends yeah? we are in school I just now get friends that I talk to and within that school uh I got so interested in uh in just the dancers and clubs and yeah, and all of that in school so in usually in schools there are various clubs there's scripture union there's uh uh dancers and there was this group called royal royal steppers yeah so i just loved what they did and just just went in and started learning dances and it was like yeah it was almost what i had needed yeah So whenever you go back home you know this is in the village I have no friends I just can't wait to go go to school yeah and then when I go to school I'm just just doing doing all of that but all right. and, and your your school schedule is quite different there in Uganda mm-hmm. versus an American school so you mm-hmm. uh, if I understand correctly you go for three three months of school and then you have a month mm-hmm. off right oh yeah like we were in boarding boarding school uh, no okay so I go for three months at school and then I have like one month or three weeks at home then I go back to school we have three terms a year okay but the uh, the last time is kind of the longest yeah <clears throat> so I, I you know being at school and all of that of course it was hard like I could see with some of my friends they have everything they need but my dad kind of go from home you don't have you don't have everything <laughs> so mm. that's kind of yeah that's kind of what, what happened but I didn't last long on that school that was my first year of secondary school so my dad couldn't still afford that then like he got me a scholarship in a catholic school closer to the village where he was uh, so there were nuns they chose to pay pay for my school fees 
and and this was due to my performance. I had performed really well in my primary leaving examination, so they decided to, to take me on and just give me a free scholarship. Uh, so interesting. That, yeah, that went on for my entire four years in yeah in in, in high school. So, uh, but during during that same time period, my mom kind of things got messed up where she was. So she like they separated with the guy that was staying with and. and like she had nothing else to do. She had no work. So she decided now to come and claim the only house that had stayed in Kampala. And that is yeah, uh, the only house of my dad that had stayed. And when we, had, when we got to know that, yeah, our mom now kind of has, uh, like she's, she's staying in her own house. Remember, we never liked staying with our dad. Now what used to happen when we leave school, just go straight and start staying, staying with our mom. Yeah. And of course, being with our mom, things loosened up. Uh, things kind of happen. And now I had developed this interest in like in dancing. I was so attracted, attracted to that. And so when I when I started staying, staying with our mom, I kind of like searched around and then I found some guys who used to meet and just dance. And so it was an entertainment, an entertainment group. So I went and I and I joined them. Of course, I already had gotten some skills from school, I could dance, do flips and uh, whatever. So they, uh, and they, they liked me, they, they wanted me to join, to join them. And of course, I also liked them. Like, uh, they, they, there's always this feeling when you're a part of these groups, like, like your family, you know, they're like family, they, they're strong together, you're there, you're laughing, kind of gives you a certain form of identity, if I can, if I can say that. And and if you're non-serious, it can sound it can sound really attractive, and and you just feel like you want to be a part of them, and mm-hmm. and I wanted to be to be a part of them. At this time, I'm around 15 years, 15 to to 16 years around there. So so I jo- I joined them, and yeah, like by then I, like I couldn't see like the, the the bad side of that. I just wanted this three you know, moving and yeah being cool. So it came to, to pass when I had to go with them on their first performance. I had to come and kind of with my Biden manager and convince our mom to, to let me go, to, to let me go to this to this place. And she she kind of didn't ask lots of questions. Yeah, like imagine some guy comes with your with your son and they're like, you know what, I'm taking them for an entire night. They're going to perform. Don't worry, he's talented. I'll look after him. My mom, <laughs> my mom was like, Yeah, it's okay. So I go, I go with this manager. So my very first show, uh, uh, it, it was a, it was at night. We could start performing at around 11 p.m. Uh, in the night, and it could go for three times to uh, three to four hours. So I could leave those places really late. But this very first performance that I went on, I remember very well. Like the club was in one of like the centers in the hubs of Kampala, where like clubbing happens and. Yeah, like partying and all of that. And this this specific club, like, had you could enter in and see, like, you know, like prostitutes on site, and they are like calling you, and yeah, uh, you know, hey, come here, and, and and all of that. But I was, you know, just just 15 years old. But I didn't care about that because I was with these guys, and it was it was like they they were used, they were used to 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 that kind of that kind of thing. Yeah, let me kind of show you a photo here when I had. Uh, show a photo of when I first joined. So this is me. Yeah. This is me here. Okay. Uh, uh, this is me. And then 
And then these are the rest of my group mates, some of them. Gotcha. And, uh, and then the same, the same, the same here. And so and you're right there in the yeah, you're right there in the center. Yeah, that's uh, okay. So so yeah. so right here, you're approximately 15, 16 years old, mm, and and, yeah. and you're part of this. This is mm. kind of between this is between school. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you join you join this this dance club and you go, you mm. go and or dance team and you go to clubs mm. and perform. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so now I think you told me that you were called the pastor on this team. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I. <laughs> and also, I would love for you to tell a little bit about how. So talk about that a little bit. Talk about how um, your um, your people like your your parents like did they consider themselves Christians in this time when all this chaos was happening, uh, mm-hmm. these fights and divorce and. Uh, and then even yourself, like how were you? How are you thinking about those things? Oh yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks, thanks for that question. Uh, like yeah, yeah. There, my mom, like she considered herself a Christian, a very good professing Christian in that way, and she could even at times call herself like prophetic, like interpreting dreams and and and, and spiritual. Like she could tell you about what's going to happen to you. In, in such and such a way, and you could even go to her. She prays for you, so she was in that in that sense, like she she called herself uh, as a Christian. And my dad still continued with his uh, like passion in uh, like being a pastor. I even wanted to start to start up a church of his own. And right now, yeah, he started a church where in the village where he stays. And mm. uh, and, and like I told you, like growing up, I I they were uh, I was given this understanding yeah i don't know if i should say that but that god is there yeah. uh, i like I, I believed i was a christian whenever i had a chance to go to church on sunday i would go very well and pray and sing i used i was really good at speaking in tongues so yeah uh, i used to <laughs> i used to do I, I used to do that that a lot uh, so and like that, that was kind of like i have this life but i'm, I'm a christian and I was more into it than the rest of these these other these other fellow guys in my group, because like I have this kind of background that influences me a lot, like a, a lot of time spent in church. And so even when we we used to to be in our groups, like there are times, let's say you're going to uh, you're going to you're going to travel, let's say to go to perform in a certain place, like we could say let's spend a moment of time in prayer, yeah, and and like they used to choose me because at times I. Would, talk about or such stuff. Hey, I'm going to church on Sunday. And so they used to, yeah, cut me like as pastor, like, you know, I'm, I'm praying in such, yeah, in, in such a way. And at times I could have like long, long time travels throughout the ca- country with celebrities and seeing, seeing various people. So they look at me, they, they looked at me as someone who was a lot more spiritual than, than them. Yeah. So, so, something. And, uh, something and, like and so be, before you would head out to go to a club, Mm. Uh, drive across the country or whatever they would they would ask you mm. to, to pray right yeah 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 we could take a moment of time and then we pray then we go and perform and at sure. times we could even at times we could even go as a group to church like like, like our church yeah so there, there are times that 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 used to happen but remember like what was take like you're in a club you're just performing entertaining drunkards and prostitutes yeah and one thing that i remember in this time period that i I used to drink alcohol, but I didn't get addicted. 
And it is one thing that I knew that my parents were going to, to notice very, very much. I still had that fear and respect for my parents. But I, like at the, in this time period, I got so addicted to pornography. Mm. Uh, so with, uh, with all things that were going on, with all girls and uh, like these other vices that we are doing, but one thing that really like captured me and like in, in a lot of bondage was like pornography, like hiding, and nobody knew about this, not even my friends and my brothers at home. Yeah. So it was something that I I have but I reach a time when I, I no longer want to be let's say with any girls or with my friends. And every any time I have, I just seclude myself and just indulge in watching porn, pornographic material for for quite a long time. It took it took a very, very long time. Uh, so, so that was in, that was within within this this period. So, when I finished, I'm kind of jumping jumping ahead a little bit. It's okay, and just a reminder on your mic too. Just mm. keep, keep your yeah, your mm. mic out. No, that, that's that's fine. Um, mm. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so fi- finishing yeah. high finishing how high school. That's when I was 17. I'm by the way 23 hours now. 23 years old so you know mm-hmm. uh so that's when when i was around 17 years old and i'm finishing my high school things uh my i was supposed to continue my higher education i wanted to become a doctor that's kind of okay so i wanted to go on with school but i also wanted to be a very good member of the dance group and so the nuns, the nuns, the sisters in the Catholic Church were paying my school fees, wanted to take me to a village that was very, a school that was very far off. And I was like, you know, I don't want to leave my guys. So I, I rejected the scholarship. Imagine, yeah, so I rejected the scholarship. I was like, yeah, I want to stay with my, my friends here. They gave me a little, a little money, about 300,000 shillings. That's not a lot. <laughs> uh, that, that's, that, that is not a lot. Less than $100. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, so they gave me about 300,000 shillings and that, that was it. But my dad had no job, so I couldn't go on with high school. So I, that's how I dropped out of school. Okay. And within this time period, my mom still wanted to sell the house and she went on and we sold the house that we had. Kind of gave us a, like a, a new start, like gave me some money, go start up a small project, a small business yeah, and like start renting. And uh, it's important also to note by this time, uh, by by this time there's some some things like it was starting to like to I was starting to get tired of that yeah of that life. Uh, I didn't know how I didn't know what, but it it wasn't like as interesting as it was when we just when we just entered it. And and I, I didn't know the answer to that, but. I was starting to get fed up. We, we as group members, we also actually starting to realize that the manager was even just using us. He never used to pay us all the shows that we used to do. So we, no, it, wasn't, it was no longer enough. So when my mom sold off the house, so we shifted to a different part of the city. So that kind of, uh, that kind of broke, broke off the ties that we had, uh, that I had with those, with those groups. And now I kind of, went into another stage in life. Like I'm no longer under any person's care, any person's guidance. I'm renting with some of my, my brothers. We are kind of like separators. I thought things were going to work out really well, starting a small business, go on, but 
but things didn't work out really well. Like we kind of like went to the bottom. We are struggling. I'm having all of these regrets. Why am I not in schools? You know, like I'm struggling to get what to eat. I can't even pay for my for, for the for the house that we are staying in. And so having this prosperity gospel my background, because the church we used to go to was like, if you go to God, like he's going to give you all of this. Like he, yes. if you pray well, if you give enough, mm. you're going to get and give this amount, you're going to get an X amount of money in return. And like I kept asking myself, of course, this is like within, like maybe I'm not praying enough. Maybe uh, maybe God isn't like happy in, in such ways. Because at first, when we used to do that, my dad was successful. Like he was had all of these things. And so I started joining the pieces according to the theological background that I had. And what I said, I said, let me just go and start serving the Lord. And so I went back to the same mega church uh, that my dad, my dad used to, to be a member of that was kind of the family church, if I can say like that. Like it's a very, very huge, massive. Uh, reaching there, I kind of decided to, yeah, let me serve God. And the only way that I knew how to do that was through dancing. There is a huge dance community in the church here, yeah? the church there, and yeah. reaching there like nothing. <laughs> yeah, uh, actually reaching there like nothing, nothing changed, uh, except except the lyrics in the songs, uh, except the lyrics in the songs. But <laughs> but like, like nothing changed. Let me let me show you this other this other photo. Uh, so this this is around the same the same time. Just. Eh? Uh, that's around the same time, like, like that's during the same time. I'm, I'm, I'm a, <laughs> a Christian, like I'm a minister in the church, like I, a minister through dancing. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's around 20, 2018, yeah. 2019. I, I have my, my dates So going to this church, like nothing changed except the limits. But the dances, the lifestyle, the dressing code, yeah, and and I, I feel like it was a lot harder for me to kind of blend in very well than it was in the book. Because in this specific church, there was a lot of like competition. Uh, there, there was a lot of competition in in dressing, uh, in the budgets that you're getting, uh, and and uh, it was really exhausting. I, I, I remember that very well, and, and I was going through this with my younger brother. So we yeah. joined this dance group, and the various guys, when they come from rich families, they dress like this, and they kind of had, they, they like I had to try to fit in. It was hard for me because I have no job. Uh, like I literally like, have nothing, and I'm just pursuing that. And all the more, it led me to say, maybe I need to pray more. Maybe I need to keep searching more. And, uh, and it happened. It happened that this guy, a friend of mine at church, told me uh, like he could show, like you know, they, he has this new shoe, like he has bought this, like he he has rent. And then, like I told him, like where do you get all of this? And so the pastor had. Uh, he was a rich, a very rich guy. So the pastor had a, a group of guys that he used to pay for. Uh, he pays for for for. Their rent, he starts up some small businesses for them and they go to church, they get a daily meal from the church cafe, they get a daily meal and at night they're given some kind of tip. I'm like, 
how can I be a part of that? Then he told me that, just wait for the pastor to call you. So I was like, yeah, I need the pastor to call me. And she like, you could never meet the pastor in your Actually, the mm-hmm. previous church, it never met, I never met the pastor. Yeah, so, uh, and like my prayer shifted. Uh, uh, I, was, I was praying so that I could meet the pastor, so that I, the pastor could also recognize me. And we, yeah, we could spend nights and nights staying at church, like cold and just praying, like, God, I need a breakthrough. Yeah, like, um, it's, it's hard for me. And like, that took, took a long while. And in the same time, I'm struggling with this sin. I'm very addicted to pornography. And I had never, no, 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 nobody had ever asked me, like, how are you doing spiritually? Do you have anything you're struggling with? I just go to church, do dance practices in the night, then spend some time in prayer, go back home. Like, just did that in a loop some really, really good months. And like, uh, there was a time when I was, I, I kind of gave up. And uh, at this point, I thank God that the pastor never called me because there's actually been recent uh, recent uh, allegation, allegations that he's very involved in, let's say, homosexuality and all of these guys that he had houses into. Uh, they, uh, they were involved in the same activities. So uh, wow. thankful, mm-hmm. thankful that he never called me. Because I was mm. desperate. Yeah, I was in a place of being wow. desperate. Yeah, and I could have like, done, done anything yeah, foolish in such way. So I, at this, I was looking for a job. When I got a job in a, in a gym somewhere, somewhere close here, I was like, yeah, let me, let me leave all of that and just, just start looking for money. I'm not in school. Let me just find a living at the end. It kind of went in the in the background, like I was no longer so involved, like interested in going to church or doing all these other things. Good enough, I have a job; it keeps me busy. Uh, but during this, uh, I see my time is going. So during this time, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> during during this time period, I I started uh, having contact with a certain guy, yeah, uh, who used to come at the gym. Uh, it turns out that he was a member of the church, the church here. Like, yeah, he was a, a white guy. I just wanted a tip from him. So he comes, I wash his shoes, I do this, I <laughs> just, just in search for a tip. And, and so we started having just some small conversations, conversations with him, not very deep, but some small things to keep me thinking about what he said. Uh, like, church, like, what's my view of church and all of these. And so I, I was really interested. As time goes on, he tells me that, yeah, would you be willing to, to join uh, a Bible, a Bible study, uh, a Bible study group? I was like, yeah, I'm very interested. I had always wanted to learn more, just get to know mm-hmm. God, like, given, like I told you about my background. And, uh, but, but in the church I used to go to, the Bible classes were paid. You have to, you have to pay for the Bible class, and I, I couldn't afford for it, oh, wow. joining yeah, Bible mm-hmm. class. So, so when he tells me there's this opportunity, I'm like, yeah, God, let me go for it. Bang, there comes COVID. <laughs> so uh, I, I can't go and then, but when he came back from, from COVID, I still saw him. Then he connected me with the brothers here. I, ca- I came to Antioch, the same place that I work. I work right now. Mm-hmm. And like, it was very different. I thought it was going to be the same environment in the church I was, yeah. People pushing, but these guys like welcomed me. I met brother Jimmy. I always tell him how 
like his smile like meant a lot to me yeah <laughs> opening the gate these guys look at me with this huge smile and I was, I was so glad to uh uh also uh, like glad glad to be a part and there's some things I noticed that were different uh, like I, I went to a Catholic school so uh, I went to a Catholic school and of course nuns cover their heads yeah they they put on yeah. this this head covering and and I yes. saw one of the I saw one of the sisters passing by. I'm like, hmm, am I in the right place, really? Because I, I, <laughs> I was never, <laughs> never into yeah. But uh, I stayed around. Uh, but we had a really, really good conversation. I had questions. We talked for hours and hours with Brother Jimmy, and that was helpful. Like he answered lots of questions that I. And then slowly by slowly, I started joining the Bible classes. I was very, very blessed with uh, Brother David Basso's books. I was reading The Kingdom, The Turn, The World Upside Down. Yeah, and one of the real heretics, please stand up. And, yeah, and, and the fact that I, I grew up knowing that God is there, the Bible is his word, though I never knew how to read it. I never read the Bible all those times. Maybe quoting a verse here and there, like, you know, yeah, but, but I didn't know. But, uh, you know how to approach the Bible. But I knew that God is authoritative and the Bible is authoritative. Mm -hmm. And getting that opportunity like to read, to read the scriptures, like that's the thing that like uh showed me that I need to change my life. Like I need to adjust my life to, to what the Bible actually says. And so our, our uh, and like when you think about the Bible saying that the word of the Lord is living and active, yeah? uh, like like listening to the sitting down and going through the Bible, like it called me to change to change my life and and seeing all of these like kingdom teachings. One one specific moment I remember vividly. We used to meet uh, before I joined the church. We used to meet uh, on Sunday evenings. There's uh, a judges, we call her judge, that's for elder, yeah, a judge's, judge's house too. And then we used to listen to the gospel according to Matthew. So there's this audio Bible called Words of Promise. And when we, reached, uh, when we reached in the Sermon on the Mount, yeah, so they have these audios and like it's really good to listen to. And like that, that night, like listening to the, uh, to the words on the Sermon on the Mount, I felt like it was like Jesus himself telling me all of these words. And like I, I asked, after, after listening to that, I asked these guys, like, how come I've never, never heard this? How come I've never listened to this? Because like, it's not a thing like, you know, like finding people saying that we're going to live by the Sermon on the Mount and even knowing like what is even the Sermon on the Mount, like all of this, like, I was like, how come that I've never, that I've never like, heard all of this? And yeah, as time goes on, I realized that I need to give my life, give my life to Jesus. So mm -hmm. I had, be, I had. This is important to note. I had been baptized actually twice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was baptized at first, like I told you, as an infant uh, in the Anglican yeah. Church. And so during that time, when I was going to this church, yeah, when things aren't working out well, I'm struggling. There's no work. Yeah. Then my mom told me that. The reason you're struggling, the reason you're not having, quote unquote, a breakthrough, is because you're not baptized. Yeah. Okay. And so, so we went. There's this time that our church decides to do a baptism, 
So we're like thousands and thousands. Yeah, I was like, yeah, man, if I need things to work for me, I need to, to go and get baptized. Like, yeah, I go mm-hmm. deep in the water. That time passes, so nothing changes. <laughs> Maybe that was a scam. Sorry. But anyway, <laughs> so, but, but this time, uh, looking at the scriptures, it gave me time to reflect upon my life. Like the Bible says, whoever believes and is baptized shall be saved. Yeah, I was like, did I like really believe? Like, did I get a believer's baptism? And yeah, so I realized that yeah, now I need to be baptized as a believer. And yes, that is that is what I did. And yeah, God has been wow. doing lots of changes in my in my life. I I still have a lot of room to grow. There's still things that are that I feel like I'm still a child in the faith, but uh, I believe like I received the Holy Spirit and just getting to follow what he know. says and the and the counsel, the brothers and sisters. I know that now I'm now I'm walking, walking this journey and I've got to say that now I will yeah serve God in the ways that he has gifted me. Uh, being being a person who struggled a lot with like pornography for quite some time I I have uh, like a hope to to uh, Lord willing, as time goes, like to start up kind of like a small, small program that would like help those like young men, because they're not. There's not a lot of material here that people uh, like just working with people who are addicted in such ways. And if I can, I can help like somebody realize that indeed that is a sin that is leading you into destruction. Yeah, yeah that, that's that's something that I would love to see myself. Yeah, starting up and pushing that that forward. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't started it, but yeah. Yes. Uh, so, yep. That's briefly. There's there are lots of things that I couldn't cover. There are lots of details in the story, but that's kind of the overarching big picture. Unless you have, you have another. So Anand, you are currently 23, right? Yep. Um, I'm I'm 23. Hmm. Now very young. I've been now it's two years since I was baptized. Okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. So um that that's that, that's an incredible story. And one thing that stands <clears throat> out is is just how how much confusion there is in the quote Christian church. It's the same here in America, maybe not quite as blatant um, in ways, or maybe I'm just naive. Um, there's a certain understanding that if you're, if you go to church, there needs to be there's certain things that you need to do, um, and 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 as I understand it. Like the the mega church, the Pentecostal church that you're going to, obviously the pastor was living in sin, but it was it was all about kind of showing up the health and wealth gospel, which has taken over a lot of Africa, um, and um, it's so unfortunate. Um, so I, I can't imagine yeah the shift you know that you experienced, you know when you started connecting with the the brothers and sisters there at Followers of the Way. Um, and their testimony and and um wow and just reading the bible too how that stood out to you and and that's a that's 
that that's actually really helpful for me too, as I think about in, interacting with others, unbelievers, or you know those who are just lightly connected to get into God's Word and begin reading the Bible together. Um, how that how that is like you mentioned it is sharp and it's powerful, right? Um, sharper than a two-edged sword, as it says, and um, and so yeah, that's um, that's, that's a wonderful challenge. I also want to bless you too for your your desire there for uh, helping men who are addicted to pornography, and that would be, uh, I'm sure, a very necessary ministry. As you know, it's such a, an addictive thing, and so many men struggle with that. Um, so, God bless you as as you as you consider uh, how you might engage uh, with that there. Um, t- tell us a little bit about the church there now. Um, how many of you is there uh, in, in 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 your congregation? Part 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 of your agape, um, and and how are how are you continuing to t- continuing to reach out there? I know you have a couple of different ministries, but what are maybe some ways that you personally are are reaching out to others around you? And do you is is there a an interest um, from other people? From other Ugandans, like, do you feel like there's a lot of interest in Kingdom Christianity, um, or, or how are you? How are you finding finding that? Uh, do I do I know the number of the community members very well? But I think a little over twenty. Okay. Uh, I think, I'll, yeah, some. Told me that they are 30, so okay, okay, okay. Wow, yeah, uh-huh. but I, yeah, I don't know whether that's the total of the community members, yeah, but, but rough, roughly around there, sure. Yeah, so, uh, in, in regards to interest in in kingdom teachings, it is, it is, yeah, it's it varies very much, and yeah, there are those that are, yeah, there are those that find it easier, especially for men, it is easier for them to make make certain changes, but we've seen that it is a lot harder for uh, the, the female sex to, uh, for the women to, to make all of these, these decisions and like mm-hmm. being around this, being around such a culture that is emphasizing more and more like on appearance and uh, and like you know, they could attraction how people see you. And, and so it is. Yeah, it's a it's a lot harder. Yeah, it's a lot harder for them. Yeah, me. You ask about how like the the ways that we reach out. Cu- cu- currently, we we like we have like we are blessed to have like such a facility like, like Antioch. It is. It is a place where we now get to invite people and just, mm-hmm. just engaging engaging conversations, especially like with what I told you about his image ministries, the the pro life the pro life movement that we have going on. We 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 occasionally go into the university and just start up yeah and just start up like various conversations yeah, about abortion and and if somebody is interested, we invite them to come. To come to Antioch and <clears throat> join join some other programs. Specifically, there is one one that I that I facilitate. It's called Let's Talk About Life. So we just 
follow-up any life life topic and then talk about all of these uh, all of these issues and if they are interested um, see uh, just then we kind of have like one-on-one -on -one bible studies those who have quite some time on their on their fingers then we we invite them we invite them to kind of a more higher commitment there's a bible course called creation to new creation i think that curriculum by brother charlton and rest of the people that are helping make it up so so those levels and of course on a kind of outside outside those structured ways of doing like evangelism reaching out yeah we of course get to have like you know reach out like you reach out to your neighbor like just random 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 people but we have this it's quite a blessing like structured way that you can bring in people and they feel comfortable and then that's when we get to invite them in yeah in, in our congregation and in our fellowship so that's kind of a, a rough mm -hmm. yeah a rough description sure. yeah yeah I, I find your your antioch center a very fascinating mm -hmm. um thing that you have going on there and i think there's a number of you who have come into the church through that you yeah. being one of those um and and now you brothers are teaching those courses so um on on and by the way i'm going to open up here for questions here right next after this one so when, when you start um for creation and new creation how long does that take you to do that to do that course about three months okay mm, about three months yeah mm -hmm. mm. interesting um that, that's yeah, I, I uh, I've, I've been after Charlton to um, get that into a curriculum, uh, into a book, or you know, onto an app or something. Uh, and maybe yeah, you can help. Maybe you can help them with that since you're you know, since you're now teaching it. That would be neat. Yeah, we are working on it. Yeah, yeah amazing. Okay, um, any any questions from anyone here, our listeners, for for our our brother. Um, yeah, uh, so someone's asking that we, if we could share a link to the Antioch Center. Um, what we could actually do, yeah, let, let's drop the link here. Um, uh, Glenn, you can get that. Um, that would be on the Fathers of the Way Uganda site. Um, so Glenn will drop that here. Then maybe we can specifically link that, you know, on on your page. Um, I I, uh, I look at what you have going on there at the Antioch Center, and it's you know. It's, I would love to see some of that. You know, we have our we have our cafe right here, not right next to Penn State, um, and to see us emulating some of those things you're doing there, like actually in the evening, um, at our at our cafe, like a creation new creation type type mm -hmm. program is something that we've been thinking about here doing. Um, but yeah, is there any other questions here, or brother, or just blessings, or yeah, whatever you might have for him. Okay, um, somebody here asks, um, for you, Anand, do you have a particular strategy, strategy for overcoming addiction to pornography? Wow, that's a very big question. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sh short answer is no, I don't have a, a strategy. Um, mm -hmm. But one thing that I know for sure that has helped me in my constant battle with yeah, with, with all of that is 
first of all, creating an accountability system before any other, any other thing. Yeah, it is, it is just something that was a blessing, just getting to open up and have somebody to talk, up, talk about your, your, your struggle with and just being mm-hmm. transparent. Yeah, uh, like that's one thing that I know for sure that it is, it is effective. And of course, implementing some other measures like uh, filtering softwares, but primarily like that is a very, very core thing. And, and it is how I envision, envision starting it up, like just start in accountability and then like opening up. So, but I don't mm-hmm. have like a, a planned out strategy yet. I would be open for any advice and, and somebody mm-hmm. else who might have something to help in that way. Sure. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. So we, we need to get wrapped up here. Um, so someone, asked, someone asked oh, how I pronounce how I pronounce my name. Okay. So Go ahead. Tui, tui but JJ you makes a ju. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> That's a beautiful name. I have a course. I have a course on how to pronounce my name. So. Okay. <laughs> um, also, someone says, where do I find a creation to new creation study? Is uh, it, we, There's no really online um, platform yet for that, um, for that particular curriculum, or it's, it's, in, it's in, you know, it's, it's something that you've developed there, Anon, as I understand with Charlton. Um, Am I right that it's not online anywhere yet? Yeah, it is not yet. It is not yet online. Yeah, but uh-huh. yeah, but we hope to we hope to create a provision for that very very soon. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, now that there, uh, Charlton did share a talk here um, on strength to strength on the creation and creation, where he kind of does an overview of it. So mm-hmm. that that could be a, a resource. I mean, you could drop that there as well. One last question for you, Nan, is so. Has any of your family joined you um, on this journey? Obviously, you, you, your, your parents, um, you mentioned when I talked with you that they're obviously still separated, uh, unfortunately, and um, in their own worlds there. But uh, is, is, is any of your siblings, I know you have, you have several siblings, is, is there any that uh, are interested in, in your journey? Uh, yeah, before 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 I answer that, when you talked about the parents, there's a an interesting but rather yeah sad story that I forgot to point mm. out. Uh, so after after joining the church, of course, getting to see the kingdom teachings of non-resistance, uh, loving your enemies, and yeah, mm-hmm. modesty, prayer, and and divorce and remarriage. My dad actually tried to, not tried to, but uh, pursued another, another relationship. And just a few, a few months when I had joined the church, he just gives me a call. He's like, I want to see you. I want to see you as soon as possible. We don't normally talk. And getting that call, mm-hmm. I thought if something wrong had happened to him. Yeah, like, yeah. So he just said, I want to see you as soon as possible. And uh, yeah, I remember like, getting afraid, like crying. I didn't know what was happening to my dad. I love my dad. I love my parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Despite what has, yeah, what has, what has gone on in our family. But so I rushed to the village 
Uh, it was just after COVID, transport was really expensive, but I reached there. I remember it was a Monday. Then on the following day, my elder brother came and found us there. Uh, on Thursday, uh, some other family members have started coming, like relatives that we had yeah, not seen in a while. Then on Thursday, that is when he tells us that he, yeah, he's going to, to marry, that he's having a wedding, and that was supposed to be on Saturday. Yeah, so, so he tells us on Thursday, like we never knew what we are going into, and then he's having, yeah, he's having a, a wedding that that following Saturday, and yeah, so so confused, like what am I going to do? Am I going to, to be a part of this? I know very clear that yeah, uh, Jesus's teachings on divorce, on divorce and remarriage. I was like, do I want to participate? Do I want to participate in that? Because the fact that I'm that I'm present there is is an indication that I'm endorsing what is what is happening, what is happening according to how I understood that. Yeah. So just getting some counsel, talking to the brothers, and it was very clear that I can't actively or even passively participate in that. Yeah, that wedding, and I had to do. <clears throat> yeah, one of like the yeah the hardest thing that I'd ever done, like getting to stand before my father and just tell him. Uh, I remember telling him that, Dad, I love you, I respect you, but uh, I don't think I, I can be a part of this wedding. And yeah, then he just asked me, do you think you know the Bible more than me? I'm like, no, I don't know it, but yeah, the little I know, it's just kind of what I'm, wow. what I'm, what I'm going to follow. And I told him that I'll be leaving today. I, I did. I told him on Friday and he had planned everything for us, like what I had to do in the wedding and all that. And, that very that the next day, yeah, I kind of left. So that kind of left a, a huge conflict between me and and my dad. We just so recently started talking, talking again. But yeah, when you when you talked about my siblings and my family in, in their response to their teachings, yeah, that that came in my mind. Yeah, but wow, but my um, I'm blessed that my brother is a part of the church. He later also okay me about his he's actually planning on joining Sattler College very soon. Yeah if that, yeah if that that goes <laughs> goes well. So yeah I hope to yeah to see many of them come in and join and see Jesus mm-hmm. transform their lives. But so far it is my brother who got baptized at the beginning was it beginning of this year? Some some few months back. Okay. Mm. That's amazing. And, you know, um, as I I understand your culture, Anand, I've I've been in Africa and um, Africans are very honor, honor, shame culture, like very much about honoring your elders. Uh, You're very, very um, communitarian and you're you're always around people and friends and family. Family is a huge thing. And for you to take that stand, I can't imagine how hard that was for you. Well, God, God, may God richly bless you for that. Um, and your may your testimony continue to go out there in, in that culture, in your community, and your family. Um, God sees, God sees you. He sees your righteousness. He sees you. You're not perfect, Anon, as none of us are. But he he sees you and um, will bless you and those around you. Uh, 
and using your testimony to see more, more, more souls come into the kingdom. Mm. And uh, there's, I, I think of the verse there in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew six thirty three: seek first the kingdom of God, and He will add all these things unto you. And so, um, may um, seek first kingdom of God and His righteousness, <laughs> uh, and He will add all these things unto you. So, yeah. Um, Keep keep doing that, brother, and we want to encourage you from here. So, thank you for sharing your story. And could you um, just close us with prayer here? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we want to bless you for who you are, and as we thank you for your goodness, we thank you that we can we can pray to you as our Father. Father, you've, you've united people of different backgrounds, different mysteries, and yes. together we come before your throne to, to say that let your name be praised. Mm -hmm. Most of all, we thank you for Jesus Christ and that through him you've united us, through him you've given us a chance to call you Abba Father, to, to call you our Father, God, we, we don't take that for granted. Father, we pray that may you keep teaching us your ways. Yes. May you use us to, to be people who want to share what you've done in our lives to all other people and to give them a chance also to get experience your grace and experience the, the blessings that come with being a part of your kingdom. Father, we pray for boldness as we as we do your work. I thank you for this platform and all the people that make make this happen. Father, I pray that may you shower your blessings upon them and let, let them be able to, to reach out to as many people as possible, Father. I pray for your church that may you unite us together with you. Mm, yes. May you, through us, establish your kingdom. Instead of divisions, may there be love and unity. Give us the hunger and thirst for righteousness. Yes, Lord. And let us hate all the things that you hate, Father, so that we may be transformed into the likeness of Jesus Christ. I thank you for everything that you're doing. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Anand, I've been deeply touched to hear your story and challenged to press on in my own life uh, in pursuing Christ. And God bless you for challenging us here this morning. And uh, may you have a restful um, Saturday afternoon there. <laughs> so again, thank you for, for joining us. Um, God bless you. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Uh, and also, um, you're welcome to join us back here. Tell people from your from your church you're welcome to join us on this platform whenever. Um, yeah, we're willing. Sure. We're back together here two weeks from now. Uh, Stephen Russell will be talking about um, a book that he's written called uh, Over "Overcoming Evil God's Way." I believe is the title of that book, um, and uh, he'll be sharing on that here in two weeks. All right. Thanks again for for joining, and uh, have a have a wonderful day. Good.
Goodbye. As iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend.